Hi there. Welcome to The Preventable, the podcast giving you a seat at the table with conversations about the intersection of alcohol, drugs, and mental health in everyday lives. Take a seat and join us. Welcome to The Preventable. With me today is a guest that has been involved with the organization for some years now, um, and we've talked sort of about his organization in a previous episode, but it's your first time on. So I'd like to uh, welcome Brandon Bose, like the speaker, uh, with me today. And Brandon is the pastor of mission at Faith Oakville. Welcome. Yes. Thanks for having me, Nicole. Glad to be here. I feel like uh, you have become like one of our like biggest supporters. And I think it's because you're always sent to represent Faith. Oakville. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you just always draw like the short straw or oh, no, I feel it's like not the short straw. Do you volunteer or are you voluntold? Well, let's be honest. It's my job. Okay. And I okay. love my job. So I get to represent faith in the capacity of just a lot of our partnerships and prevent that being one of our, our key ones. And as we've formed and we'll talk about over the last several years. And so anytime we get to do something together, you guys have events or, um, rearing to go and, and ready to support and just meet a lot of your awesome team as well, like even today. But yeah, that's kind of my role at Faith in Mission. And we can talk a little bit more about that if you want. So we had Pastor Chris on, um, I guess, as we were prepping for the last walk. And yes. just, to, just to be clear, so it's the Stomp Out Addiction Walk. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. Um, you all are, I mean, we are so honored and grateful that you're doing it. This will be the third one, praying for good weather. Yes, good but, weather. But we can walk and stomp out addiction inside too, as we saw last year. But when we had Pastor Chris on, you know, one of the things that I really talked about, um, and I'd like to hit on it this time too, is the very different vibe I feel when I walk into Faith Oakville. Um, I have shared on this podcast before that, you know, I grew up uh, pretty faithful. I, I grew up in the Catholic Church. I would not describe myself as a um, religious person uh, right now. What I appreciate about you all is that you're not trying to convert me. It doesn't feel weird. Weird is a loaded term, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it doesn't feel like y'all are trying to get me to come to your church. Uh, it is definitely spiritual, but it's like really focused on humanity. And so I've heard you give sermons. Am I saying it right? Or, yeah, yeah. Or okay? Sermon messages. Okay. Okay. So I've, I've had the privilege of hearing you give messages and they're very like normal. That's a big compliment. That's <laughs> a big compliment because that. a like, lot of religious like, people are weird, right? So well, I mean, a lot of people are weird, We're right? We're all weird in our own way. We are all, We're weird. all weird in our there own way. There is no such thing as normal, but for somebody who grew up in a church and now not my favorite yes. place to be, I actually don't mind when I need to come to to faith oakville and when i hear you or one of the other pastors giving the message like i'm like huh okay this is applicable to my life well that's a big compliment and i i am i hear what you're saying it's not because of me that you feel that i think our team there is just your whole team including we love you are incredible you yeah know, that's that's the mission is to connect 
um, people connecting people. So not just like staff or pastors, but people connecting people to the extraordinary life that we believe is found um, just in Jesus and those 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 greater hopes. But we just want to extend that love to anyone who walks in, mm-hmm. you know, and, and part of that is you love your community. You love the person right in front of you. You, um, you know, you, you really just try to help people where they are. And, and being at Faith over the last almost seven years, I've learned so much about what that means and how we can do that um, as, a, as a faith-based, a church nonprofit organization and, and partnering with, with organizations such as yours, just growing and learning how to do that and, and work locally here in St. Louis, but also globally has been the greatest joy. Yeah, I mean, you all have a very deep service footprint. Like, yes. Of course, I'm biased in that, you know, your partnership with Prevented is just the best. But it's, I mean, it is one of a host of other things. I mean, you have life groups that go to South Dakota, native reservations and provide education and building, you know, roads and schools and whatever. You have been a huge supporter of Foster Together, which Laura was on the podcast and we were able to talk about that. You have built, you know, you have life groups that have built playgrounds at early childhood centers. And I mean, so your roots in service are very deep, but also you're like not like you're very like under the rug about it too. You're not like, oh, look at us, look at us volunteering, giving our time and money. Well, we can't take credit for it because, like you said, it's a lot of the people at the church who are going out and doing these things and supporting in their communities wherever they they feel called. We we say where you live, work, learn, and play. That's go in and serve there. And so, yeah, I I think the diversity of partnerships that we have is is huge. I mean, within local refugee and and immigrant, Mm -hmm. uh, just supporting people on that journey uh, internationally. I just brought a team of 20 young adults back from Mexico in May to build a house for a a local family, and that was a a blast. I want to do that. Let's go. next. Well, not next summer. I think we're going to wait another just because we got to, you know, a lot of this is like how can we utilize funds in the best way. Exactly. No, I get it. I get it. And so and you want to you want to make sure you're really investing in the partnerships you have too. So Yeah, it does seem it. like you all, I mean, you have a lot of partnerships and a lot of organizations, but within the diversity of those, you also have a very deep relationship. I'm reminded of one and I'm going to get the name wrong, but there's a a church I think in the inner city in Bethlehem. The, yes, and the pastor had just passed away maybe. Yes. yes. And the, I was at one of the services where you were honoring that partnership and his life, and that partnership has lasted for a very long time. 30 years. I mean, that's- a, 30 years. That's like, a, it's not a squirrel, let's go on to another one, right? I mean, that is, yep. you, that's a commitment there. Yeah, and the work, I mean, we want to empower people to do the work in that community. And I mean, I'll just brag on them. I mean, they've done urban rehousing development, working with- you know, government and state grants to redevelop that neighborhood in North St. Louis to like the tune of a hundred different properties. That's amazing. After school yeah. programs all over North City. They've started um, like micro school. I mean, the things that they do are just incredible. So sitting down by the river in Oakville where we're at, we're just kind of in the posture of what opportunities are in front of us and how can we just pour into them? And that's kind of how, honestly, the partnership um, 
with with you guys came about is when we started thinking about the need for more support for addiction and awareness in our community. Yeah, it really seems like you all embody the idea that church isn't a place. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yes, it's important for people to have a gathering space. Mm-hmm. And it's important pe- for people to gather for coffee and donuts and, you know, hear the word or hear the the message. But church is it kind of is like a lowercase c. And you all, like, get out into community and build community yep. beyond just an hour on a Yeah, Sunday. it's funny you say that. The tagline for the first kind of walk that we had for our people, because you know, you, when you cancel a service on a Sunday morning, and you you're saying we're going <laughs> to do that a first walk. year, you canceled service, and like yep. I, we didn't do that last year. Yep. Yeah, we right. had a we changed it, but we kind of made an accommodation a little bit. But we had the tagline out of the seats and into the streets, and just to help, and that's a transitional idea for people who've grown up, kind of like you said, in more of a um, you go to the church and you yep. go home, and we really want to send people. I mean, the last step in kind of what we look at, we want to, we want to invite, connect and send. That's kind of what invite, we're about. Connect and send. Yeah. We've been working on a that's new the podcast title. There you go. Invite, connect. Send. And so it doesn't end until you're sent. You know, we don't just want to have a, a connection point where people feel um, welcome and, and loved and all those things, which is good. We want to send you out to spread that and share that with other people. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about, I mean, obviously, we'll talk about details of the walk. People can register, all that stuff, and we want them to, absolutely. Um, The last uh, two years we've done it, I mean, your congregation, your church has raised, like, almost $15,000 for us, which is just huge. And it goes directly to providing naloxone or Narcan, providing peer support, providing assessment and referral for people who need help. So I definitely want to talk more about the walk. But the one thing that I really wanted to talk to you about is the music. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So again, nothing against Catholicism, but I grew up and I even sang in a choir. And sometimes, depending on the service you went to, sometimes the lady was really good and sometimes it was like the like ah, you yeah know. not so good right and and sometimes there was no band and it was just the down and dirty like you know um y'all have like a full band and you uh, are very good like if you don't know that you're singing church music you would be like wow this stuff should like like wow you know i mean we love music it's you're very good like you've got the drummer who's in the glass thing and he's like rocking out and then you have duets sometimes i mean we have a lot of fun with the music it's a show i'll i'll tell you and i don't mean that disrespectfully but it's a show a lot of those folks they well some of them do Including play professional you, music. BT Dub. You're also very good. Well, thank you. My you my family wife, correct? my family my wife now and yeah, but all my siblings sang. I grew up doing music and I, I enjoy it. I love it. Who's the guy with the longer hair? That's my really good friend on staff, Ben, and his yeah. wife Laura. So him Dude, and so him good. and us, we would love to play more together just like We've done a couple different like shows together where we're doing covers, and they have their original band, 
Faraleo that they put out great cool. music, him okay. and his wife. But I mean, that doesn't surprise yeah, me because that good. is like the level of musicianship. I mean, you go my first time I went in and I'm like, holy smokes. These like, people are rockers. I mean, electric like guitar, good electric guitars, like the whole deal. Our lead pastor is an electric guitar connoisseur. He's very good at, at electric guitar. So I think our passion for just really not just music that, you know, helps point people in, in a, a more worshipful direction, but then also is excellent music comes from his passion for music. Yeah. And so he's just brought people in who have that same desire. And I and mean, I we have four teams they, of musicians. Yeah. And that's how they, one of the ways that they choose to be of service, right? I was talking yes. to the the woman, I'm going to blank on her name. She does piano or keyboards. Luann probably. Yes. Yep. We were talking in the bathroom and she was like, in between services. And she was like, well, this is how I give of my time yep. and give of my gifts. It's all volunteer except for, you know, staff. Yeah. But they come out, they practice, they come on a Wednesday night to rehearse. And then Sunday morning they're there. And you remember when we had the three services and we had the early I one. I do. And yes. thank God for me as a young dad <laughs> yeah, dude, with kids. I am not I an early could not bird. do it. I yeah. was... Six months ago, we went to two services. I remember seeing you at one point, and you were like pounding coffee, yep. and yeah, I mean, because you have young kids, and you were just like, oh. like that was what was that like seven forty five? It started, Dude, so we'd get there at seven. <laughs> that's really early. But we, yeah, so thank thankfully, there's the two that we started at nine o'clock, and we can get there a little later. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, and the music is something that my wife and I, we just get to do and enjoy together and then um, bring it into different spaces. So. Yeah, it's very it's very high quality. I mean, I was like, wow, this might have actually helped me stay awake a little bit if we had this. But yeah, because you do, you have the full drums, you've got the electric guitar, you have, I mean, I don't know. I just, I, I, I very much appreciate the musicianship. So I just Absolutely. wanted to make sure that I mentioned that. Well, so thank how, you. How did you get to Faith? How did this yeah, happen? I, um... My dad was a pastor also. Huh. And, you know, when you're a pastor's kid, everybody asks you, so are you going to be a pastor too? And I said what everyone says, no, absolutely not, because I just couldn't envision it for myself. And at the time, I was going uh, here in town to Missouri Baptist. I was going to go for a public relations oh, degree. Okay. And I started serving and interning at Faith in worship, actually, huh. doing music stuff. And I started seeing areas where in the mission, they didn't have a person at the time. I was like, hey, I'd love to do that too. I'll take that. You know, yeah, I was just like, right, right. and and it You're ended up like uh, our intern, yeah, Justin over here, yeah, is taking a few steps in, and keep going, keep going. Right. Yeah. I had a passion for it. And I realized like, okay, my upbringing when you're when you're a part of it, you're just told to do voluntold, kind of like mm-hmm. you said earlier, and so it just becomes like okay, I'm doing this, like, yeah, 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 giving, but not like I love this, so I'm doing it. I realized in college when I moved away, kind of from family, like okay, I actually really enjoy serving people and like seeing um, people who who have a need filled by you know by people who who have those resources or can connect, and so mm-hmm. I started doing that with part-time through college and then went full-time as the mission director. I've been in seminary the last three years part-time as I've worked full-time. And so that's kind of why I just got ordained as a pastor in December and I'll be in school for a couple more years. But so, so dumb question here. Uh, 
what does it mean to be a pastor? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what, what do you get a credential? Are you allowed to give out the... Yeah, communion or communion, Lord's Supper or whatever Eucharist, you say. That. I don't know if that's yeah, whatever like, you do say. You it. Get a certain certification. Yes, yes yeah. Yes, so yes. in the different kind of like um, flavors or we call it tribes we, denominations is the word for I like flavors. Christians. Yeah, flavors. <laughs> I like <laughs> using food words yeah, for other I, things. Hey, like I get in it. Music. But, I call things tasty a lot. But okay, one of my mentors, yeah. she always when she's instead of saying like that's weird, she'll go. That's why the, why Baskin Robbins has thirty one flavors, and I'm like, oh, well, there you go. It's a kind way to say it. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So in the different um, denominations, flavors as we I call like it, flavors. you can. Um, there's different routes. Most require like a seminary education, which is just like, you know, you're studying what you're going to be yeah. teaching on, which right. you know makes a lot of sense. So. Uh, and Concordia in ours, is a pretty big seminary here yeah. for Luther. Yes, Lutheran Lutheran's community. in town. Like Concordia, St. Louis is, is is a hub for. Which also, like St. Louis, has a pretty big Lutheran spot in. Like St. Louis has a big spot in the Lutheran tradition. Is that yes, correct? Yes, absolutely. St. Louis don't really is, know that. Yeah, because they always think Catholic, but really, like Lutheran is. A, I mean, there's a lot of Catholics, but there's a lot of Lutherans equally. I think part of that's because of the seminary. Part of that is because kind of our founding was in Perry, Missouri, not too yep, far, and right. so you kind of had that. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of um, so you get energy a, there. There is, and you get a, and there's two high schools, and there's all. So you go to seminary, seminary, and then you get a degree. You get ordained. Yeah, there's a ordained. couple different routes. Yes, so ordained what is what a lot of yeah people call it when you become a pastor. That just says you're you're certified within our our denomination. You've got the degree. In my program, I'm a specific ministry pastor. So I didn't go like four years residential. I'm doing a four-year online program that is basically your internship while you get your education. Huh. So I go to like week intensives at the seminary on campus, and then I have online school the rest of the year. Which is probably good for the fact that you have a job and yes. kids. Yes, yeah. I couldn't do deal. it the other way so it works out really well to have that option and then I'm like committing specifically to be in this role at the church in the program that I did but I'll continue my education as as I go and as energy allows so do, well, right so does that mean that at some point you will leave Faith Oakville or you're committed to being there for and did you go to church there or did you or did they place you there or yeah yeah so a lot of, if you go on like four years on campus then they kind of like send you somewhere oh okay um, okay okay the route i'm doing is like i'm committed to faith oakville they've supported me in my education they're calling cool. me to mm -hmm. that place so mm -hmm. thankfully i'll get to stay and hopefully i'm there for a long time i don't see our family leaving st louis so what does pastor of mission actually mean it means that I get to have all the fun. That's that's right. I, I mean, it seems like it. It seems like you're yeah. having a heck of a lot of fun. Yeah, it I keep means trying that not I to get curse, to. By the way, no, that's that's <laughs> like really trying. Okay. It's probably good for the podcast, I, I guess. Well, but also, yeah, I know I'm, I'm trying to be my uh, my. It's so funny. My college teammates always called me. I played soccer at Missouri Baptist. They always called me. Um, something pastor and they'd always apologize when they curse around me I'm like guys I don't care like you do, I'll do my sign you can do right, yours exactly exactly it's so funny um, that just means pastor mission that I get to be a part of 
equipping and sending our church, like I said, to be to be on mission and managing our different partnerships, overseeing our different trips. Um, yeah, I mean, it just, it, it no day is the, the fun, same. You get to do the fun stuff. Yeah, I get to be so involved. what does your dad think about this? My dad was, loves it. This is what was, he does. I know. Was he like, <laughs> I, I knew, I knew Brandon was going to do this. No, they never expected <laughs> me to. I was the, okay, how's he going to turn out kid of mm. my six siblings, but. Are you the only one of your six siblings who have gone into this line of work? Who's in ministry? Yeah. I'm the oldest boy. So like, we'll see what happens with the rest sure. of my siblings. But my brother, uh, yeah, sister, they're all doing, my younger sister, she. If you think that I'm okay at music, my sister is phenomenal. Really? So hopefully sometime when she's in town singing, you can hear her. But she she leads worship. That's what she does right now. Okay. So. Okay. So yeah, your dad's probably like, yes. He's happy. Yep. Is he local or does he? Detroit, Michigan. Detroit. So is that where you're from originally? Origin- I was born here, moved to Detroit in 2006 and lived there until 2017. So I was, I was raised in yeah. Detroit. Yeah. And so you came from a pretty decent sized family. Eight of us. Yep. And so your family has grown pretty exponentially the last couple of years, right? Uh, yeah. We, <laughs> I was just talking outside. That's why you look so tired yeah, that morning exactly. I saw I'm, you. I'm drinking coffee still, but I've been on a drip for the last couple of years. We had our first baby in October of 2020 and then um, adopted us two brothers in December of 2020 had our fourth boy in oh four um if you're on the video i, I have my fingers out it's okay, now four four right and uh in december of 2021 and then we're expecting our fifth in september of this year in a couple months and we're waiting to find out um because you know if i'd have five boys i'd be like oh no and if i had a girl i'd be like oh, oh no. no so right. we're just gonna I mean, wait kind of you're kind of screwed yeah, I'm 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 screwed and in for it, but all at the same time, like super excited. So that is amazing. I mean, I I think we at this point absolutely have to talk about your better half. Yes, right. Um, she is, and she is a very talented musician in her own right. And yep. I think it probably goes without saying that you could not do what you're doing without her holding it down at home. But also, absolutely. I mean, she's she's there with the kids and. She runs an Airbnb also. She does photography. She has a bunch of plates in the air as she manages being a mom. She loves taking care of our chickens, our garden. She is quite... Do you still live in the city? I do. And you I have live chickens? In, yeah, we have 12 chickens. <sighs> I want to come and see. Okay? Yes, they're all really over our yards. If wow. You, yeah. Do your kids just love the chickens? They do. I struggle around the chickens. Why? I had some bad experiences as a kid with oh. chickens, you know? Mm. So and they yeah. try to eat my food when we're picnicking outside. Well, yeah, that's a that's a problem. So yeah, but the chicken. I mean, I love the eggs, so I can't complain. Right, and, right. Yeah. Whoa. Well, congratulations! So. I didn't know you were expanding your family. That's really yes. amazing. We we will see where where it takes us. It's gonna it's gonna be awesome. Adventure. Absolutely, but, absolutely. Yep. So you so obviously we have the walk coming up, mm-hmm. um, and that's uh, October first. And registration is live. It's open. It's open. And you can either go to Prevent Ed, uh, to our website, or to Faith Oakville's website to register. Um, We're asking folks to get there. Mm, I want to say, I mean, Mary, don't yell at us if you're listening to this, but I know we're asking people to get there like around nine, right? Yeah, I think that's when the kickoff starts. The kickoff 
because we're going to do the service. Kickoff is probably at like, yeah, 930. Again, double check us on the website. <laughs> But we'll be there. <laughs> and there'll be vendors there. Um, you'll have like some food. food. And the thing that I have found, kind, I mean, and we, we have uh, Andy from Prevent Ed will be talking about his um, experience in recovery yeah. and his journey. I think that has always been very impactful. But the thing that just, I mean, it just kind of, I don't know, makes me pause and I think is, is just a very visual Kapow is that wall that you have with the the who you're walking for. Could you talk yeah. a little bit about that? Yeah, that was something we were excited to the first year we did it and we were just man, that was a learning experience and an awesome one because we we're like let's do this again. And who you're walking for really we wanted there to be as much personal touch points as there mm-hmm. as there could be for people and to see kind of the amount of folks in our community who addiction has is a part of their lives well, and their story. Right. Because I mentioned Andy from Prevent Ed, who's going to be speaking, but you all had a very incredibly powerful, you know, one of the people from your community who is pretty well known in, yeah. in but hasn't he always. played bass on the band with me yeah, last week. Yeah. Yeah. But hadn't always been. I'm not saying he was hiding his recovery journey, yeah. but he hadn't necessarily like led with it. You know what I mean? Yes. And so when his family was there and they played the video that was very well done, by the way, and um, you, you could hear a pin drop in that room and it put a face on the fact that this isn't just an organization that is, you know, serving people like this is here. This yep. is in our walls. This is in yeah. our community. Yeah. And so because of that reality we just when we started to get like knowing that okay we need to form a partnership we need to do something about this issue who you're walking for came out of that in terms of like everyone has a story mm-hmm. of somebody in their life who this issue has impacted and who we're walking alongside like walking alongside figuratively but then in that moment we're doing it as a collective like literally walking and for me, you take that person and then you go out and walk with a community of hundreds of people who you know are doing that same thing with you. Right. And that's the most powerful thing is just to see that come together. And and that's what it's about. I mean, we want to help people realize not only in that walk that we're, we're together mm-hmm. in this, but mm-hmm. there's organizations, there's help, and you're not walking alone. Mm-hmm. So you guys do a great job of of providing that help and then like you said we've got vendors we've got so many people who are coming together that day it's 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 not about faith it's not about prevented it's not about no. any anybody else who's there it's about the people who we're trying to serve and that really shows the the one thing that i will just kind of hit home on is that it does feel like a true partnership with the faith oakville community everything from and and i know that this probably isn't going to last forever. Like I get it. There are other needs. There are other, but we are so grateful for the partnership. I mean, it is, it is everything from you all opening up. I think you had like a mission Sunday or something where we came and I provided medication disposal bags in between, um, services, Narcan. I still have that in my bag. Awesome. I mean, just having that 
opportunity or you had some middle school students who needed to do a service project and they came That's and right. painted a mural on our wall. You know, I didn't even know about that till after. So I'm so, not doing all of But it. and I know and that's why it just feels like a partnership, you yeah. know. Um Wayne and his wife, I'm Yes, Donna. Thinking, yes. They are middle school parents and you know, that's a they deserve medals. Anybody who's raising a middle schooler, that, yep. I mean, they deserve a medal, right? And they held on a Sunday night, they invited me to come and, and do a talk about it party where we sat in the kind of your cafeteria area and we talked about what it's like to raise middle school kids in this day and age and what are things that they should be concerned about and how do you talk to your kids about weed when weed is now legal? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, it's just, there's so many layers to the partnership and i know laura at foster together feels the same way um so on on behalf of an organization that is receiving not just a one-time check which is so appreciated by the way but there's just the layers to it and i think that that is similar to what you were describing with bethlehem church and um that commitment is is very much appreciated well, I am so glad to hear that, you know, from from you and from the organizations and that is just such a credit to the people who are involved, who really commit to being involved. Yeah, that mural, by the way, killer. Like, I we, need to see it. It's awesome. Okay, I have a picture, picture. Okay, I have a picture on my phone and I will show you. And it was designed by a middle school uh, young woman and uh, she, in, as part of their life group, so she designed it. Her mom and her came up to check out the wall, look at the size, see where it would go. They took a tour of the building to see which one. So then she came and she sketched it out. Uh, That was another day. And then she brought her friends and some of her life group members and a couple of the other moms. And they painted it in like two hours. Wow. I kept trying to say like, can we give you some Jimmy John sandwiches or something? And they're like, no, we're fine. They're painting. And- it's really great, and it's representative wow. of the work we do with prevention and education. It's very representative of them as a life group. They put kind of touches of themselves in it, and it's a mark on our wall, literally on our wall, that we're going to have as a sign of this partnership, you know, long after the money goes away. Like, yep. that's that's there, and that's so wow. cool. Well, that's amazing. What I'll ask from Faith's perspective and, you know— I'm used to asking because when we podcast, I'm used to. So what has been the biggest? Do you like, all have a podcast? It's sporadic. Okay. I'll do it right. when I have like. Well, you should invite me and I can I, be on the podcast. Let's do that. Okay, let's, let's do, do it. That. Okay, ask me your question. Sorry. But I'm really curious to know like from the partnership and from all of the work that you've been doing, like what's the thing that excites you most about being in this space for awareness and like where's the... You know, I I love to talk about where's the hope because I work with young adults at Faith. That's part of what I do also. And you see my generation. I'm like the oldest part of Gen Z, you know, I'm at the top end Mm -hmm. of Gen Z. And it gets discouraging definitely to see how many people have been in this cycle and who get sucked into this. So where's like the biggest hope that you find in terms of the real proactive work you're doing? Well, it's a great question. I, nobody ever asks me questions on this. Well, then I'll have you on the podcast. Okay. We'll do all the questions. Okay, great. I think the hope is twofold, right? Um, speaking particularly about your partnership, the the hope 
and the optimism that I see is that you have, and I'm just going to speak freely, okay, you have a church in a predominantly white suburb Mm -hmm. that historically has either not talked about substance use disorder because it's a shameful thing. Shameful issue, yeah. Or because it doesn't happen here, Mm -hmm. right? And I think that um, while certainly Faith Oakville draws people from outside of Oakville, I mean, that's where the home base is. And that first year when we were able to be outside and you had people in matching shirts of all ages— kids, older adults walking down Telegraph, which, I mean, I grew up in Jefferson County. Most of my friends lived in South County off of Christopher and right in there, Susan Park and whatever. The fact that you basically shut down Telegraph Road on the way to Cliff Cave Park, drawing attention to substance use disorder. There were drones and we had news cameras there were news people even before we were there and we were like who's gonna talk right i mean you all the platform that you had and the amount of people because this is a lot of people this Mm -hmm. is our largest event in terms of people power i mean we've averaged about 600 people yeah that's a big deal so the fact that you have a suburb that historically has not paid attention for lots of reasons that is now stopping traffic quite literally and paying attention that is hopeful that is a sign to me that we are moving in the right direction Mm -hmm. the other thing that is hopeful is that we have more people in recovery (laughs) that want to be open about it right and that are not only in your community at faith but on my staff people kept coming up at the past two years events every time i'm at the service and i'll be there again in august to promote the walk people always come up to me afterwards and say hey i'm in recovery or i stopped drinking or you know my husband has stopped drinking or you know fill in the blanks like the Mm -hmm. fact that we are creating an environment where it is okay to talk about and that you're not going to be shunned that's so important. That is the thing. Like, that's the thing. The The fact that you all give me time to stand up, I say at the pulpit, I don't know if that's what you say, yeah. but to stand up at the pulpit and to talk about this, the fact that we're able to communicate about it, I think, is the thing that gives me hope. Do we have a long way to go? We sure do. Yeah. And when Mary calls and she's like, hey, give me some good statistics. I wish I had better news. Yeah. <laughs> I don't always have better news. Yep. But I would like to think that by doing these things, that that's why the news isn't worse, yeah. right? Because we're preventing folks from passing away, yeah. from not asking for help, from repeating maybe what they've seen in their families. Yep. Um, it's a very long-winded answer, but I think it's the fact that we have non-traditional partners who are willing to talk about substance use disorder, that's the thing that's hopeful to me. That's awesome. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, in talking with nonprofit leaders, executive directors, I always am asking, what's the win for you? Like, what's your win? Because in this space, nonprofit is so unique because it's like the dollar is not the win. 
No. The person is the win. Right. And sometimes you can't quantify mm. things the same way that, you know, you do in business or other other areas. And so it, it's it's those stories, like you said, of people coming up, uh, transformation. I mean, our our vision at Faith is transformation, um, you know, people's lives being transformed by the gospel. And that happens in so many different ways as, as they're walked alongside with, with, with people who are there to support and love them. And so that's, that's awesome to hear. I, I think the stories are. So I can, I obviously will protect this person's anonymity, but the, so the last time I was there when we were announcing that we were going to do another walk and we had everybody hold their, hold a date on their calendars. Right. Um, afterwards I went out and, uh, I was actually on my way out and a man who looked very familiar stopped me in the, I'll say vestibule. This is my Catholicism lobby. coming out. That's okay. The lobby. Okay. That sounds so much more, <laughs> so much <Chill>. less formal. <laughs> right. In the lobby. Yep. So I'm on my way out and he, um, approaches me and he looks familiar and I don't, I can't exactly place it. Mm-hmm. And he, he said, do you go here? I said, no, I'm just visiting. And he goes, I'm a visitor too. And I said, well, I'm glad you came today. I mean, and he said, yeah, he's like, um, you might remember me. Uh, I'm such and such. And um, I used to run a recovery group at my church. And I said, a different church. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, actually, I do remember you. And he said, yeah, he said, you haven't heard from me from a while, for a while. He said, I, uh, his words, not mine. He's like, I, I relapsed. And I said, I had heard that, but I'm really glad you're here today. And he said, well, he said, I am glad because I am, I think he was like five days sober. And he said, I'm newly sober. He's like, and uh, a friend of mine who goes here said, you need to come with me today. And he goes, and I hate church. He's like, but... What else was I doing? He said, so I came and uh, I'm here reluctantly. And then I saw you. And he's like, and you guys had a different name, right? And I was like, yeah, or yeah. we changed our name, but yeah, we're the same. And he's like, so I think this is a sign I need to get into like a recovery house. Wow. And so I was able to call Jordan Hampton, who's one of our friends, and he runs recovery houses, like 12 recovery houses for men here. And I was able to get him hooked up and um, he's doing really well. Wow. And that was so, uh, you could call it a coincidence, you could call it divine intervention, that he was there, that I was there, that you all had made the space Mm -hmm. for me to be there and for him to have the, you know, guts. Gumption. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for him to have the guts to follow me out yeah. and then to actually follow through and, and make the phone call. I mean, wow, that's the hope. Yep. Right. That's exactly. And that's why it's so impactful that you all give of your time and talent and treasure um, to be able to do this for us. So, wow. Yeah. That was, it's a cool story. That's a cool story. I told Mary and she was like, <laughs> I, well, when we hear the story, it just encourages us to continue in the partnership. And I'm so thankful that we get to do this and I don't see it stopping anytime soon. So amazing. We'll see what God does with it. So October 1st, let's October get 1st. out of the seats, seats and into, into the, the streets. streets. Yes. 
Uh, Brandon, thank you so much for being on the podcast today, for sharing your story, um, and for sharing sort of the why about why Faith Oakville does this for us. So thank you very much. And if you liked what you heard, please consider rating, reviewing, or subscribing so that podcast comes to you whenever we have a new episode. Thank you again, Brandon. Thanks. Thanks for joining us at The Preventable, brought to you ad-free by PreventEd. PreventEd works to reduce or prevent the harms of alcohol and other drug use through education, intervention, and advocacy. Please visit their website at prevented.org. Like what you heard? Rate, review, and subscribe to stay up to date with what we are serving on The Preventable.